Last Sunday, uh, we talked to you all concerning the topic, The Kingdom Lives, as we had a beautiful, a beautiful Resurrection Sunday uh, uh, online celebration. Um, mm -hmm. The power of God uh, was truly um, um, here, and, and, and we, had, we just had a beautiful time. Um, um, this week, we're going to continue on um, the same topic, The Kingdom Lives, with a subtopic um, excuse me, the journey from humanity to divinity. Yeah. And so, um, today I am honored again to have my beautiful wife, Prophet Akisha, and my, my well, my brother. I almost called him beautiful. I love him, but not that much. But, uh, <laughs> uh, my brother, Prophet Paul Allen Jr., um, who we just celebrated a Yay! beautiful birthday on yesterday, another yes. year of wisdom Happy added birthday. to his Happy belt. Birthday. Happy wow. birthday. And so, um, but, but today we want to talk to you uh, uh, from, from the topic, The Kingdom Lives, The Journey from Humanity to Divinity. Um, as we walk through this walk, we're going to be looking at the life of Peter. Um, if you will, you can turn with me to... Uh, Matthew chapter 16 uh, verse 19 verse 13 through 19 Matthew 16 verse 19 uh, 13 through 19 I apologize um, and so uh, you know one of the things that we see um, is you know when God um, when we become new believers, um, we, 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 you know, it, we, we have this sense of excitement. Um, we have this, this, this knowledge base of, you know, oh, my God, this is something new, you know. Um, but we, we forget a lot of times that there is a process uh, to, 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 to this walk with God. And there's a process to uh, um, growing in the things of God and, 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 and just really becoming uh, 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 um, a mature believer, if you will, and and one of the things I love about God is is uh, um, He's a gentleman, and and He will walk you and, and work with you and get you to that place, and and one of the things uh, 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 He He does though in this process is He deals with you where you are, and 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 He works with you. Um, to get you where he wants you to be and, and, and a lot of times we we, we forget um, that, that, that that's what God's desire is he has a planned purpose uh, and, and a desire for you good morning Apostle Holiday morning, we're Apostle. glad to see you on much love much oh, love uh, awesome. to you, you and the family the Rivers family um, but, but one of the things God does is, is, is as you take this journey uh, uh, with him, he, he, he will uh, 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 court you, if you will, and, yes. and, 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 and he will take his time with you and, and as you move towards maturing your relationship with him. And uh, 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 one of the things that, that we're, we're really going to look at is, is, is you know, uh, as God uh, deals with you, he reveals himself. In the same way, in a natural relationship, we take our time and we kind of, you know, we all have that kind of wall of this and that, 
or, or, or level of intimacy we'll, we'll submit, we'll, we'll, we'll um, allow ourselves to, to flow in on each level. God does the same thing. And so he, 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 he'll reveal himself to you on different levels based on where you are um, and to, to help but while, while ushering you into um, a deeper place in him. And so uh, 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 we pray that uh, you are blessed today as we take this journey, um, as we look at Peter's life. Um, God revealed himself, Jesus revealed himself uh, to, to Peter on, on different levels um, as, as he uh, 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 walked with him. And so we, we, we're going to visit Peter as a, uh, a fisherman a little bit. We're going to visit Peter as a disciple and we're going to journey to Peter as, a, as an apostle of Jesus Christ. And so let's dive into the word. Um, Matthew 16 Verses 13 through 19. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some may say that thou art the John the Baptist, that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and both for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give thee keys of the kingdom. I will give thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And so um, the word humanity is the condition or a quality of being human. Human pertaining to or having the nature of people of relating to or characteristics of humans having or showing those positive aspects of nature and character regarded as distinguishing humans from other beings. And so, you know, uh, 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 as we look at the human nature in, 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 in ourselves, as we look at who we are when we first received Christ, uh, um, when, when, when Jesus first ran into Peter, Peter was a, 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 a fisherman. Peter had been out and he had been trying to fish all night. And and, 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 and and Jesus was like, cast your net. And, and Peter was like, no, you know, we'd have been fishing here all night. You know, we, 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 we ain't caught nothing. And, 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 and you want us to throw this net again? And, and, and so Jesus like, trust me, throw your net. Do it on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we see that Peter um, 
uh, 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 casts his net, and then he's full. He pulls in a load, a boatload of fish. They could hardly pull up the nets. The scripture tells you. Yes. Uh, uh, um, and, and, and so, you know, uh, uh, when Peter first meets Jesus, he's he's he flows in this vein of humanity of of uh, uh, of having and relating to life through uh, his humanity. And, and, and a lot of times, as we uh, 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 go into this thing with God, there, there's there, there's this place of of God trying to always usher us from that place of humanity and looking at things through. Uh, our, our soul, our mind, will, and emotions to operating or flowing into a place called divinity uh, or our divine nature or our spirit nature, the spirit man that possess that we possess inside of us. Uh, uh, to, uh, Paul writes a lot about the spirit man in, 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 in Romans chapter 8. He talks about operating in the flesh versus operating in the spirit and the right. two can't mix and, and, and the spirit is enmity is, is with the flesh. And, 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 and so, uh, 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 you know, as we see um, this journey with Peter, there is a training ground through the process of walking and talking with the father that Peter goes through over a period of time uh, to get him from a place of divinity of humanity to a place of divinity by where which he connects even deeper with the spirit man to be yeah. able to to communicate and be intimate with God and and know his thoughts and know his ways and Amos 3 and 7 says God does nothing on this earth but he reveals his secrets to his servants the prophets and we know as an apostle Peter had a prophetic mantle on his life to, by where he, he would receive revelation. And here is, is, is the beginning of that place of revelation where God reveals himself to Peter, uh, 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 who, who Jesus really is. And because of that, he releases keys to the kingdom and, and places authority on him and rank on him. And so the word divinity is the state or quality of being divine, God-like character, and, and we know that 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 that, that God says in, in the book of Genesis that he created us in his image and created us in his likeness. And so uh, uh, even as we looked at last week, Galatians five, uh, um, there's a, a God likeness in us in us that we're, we're able to develop um, as we go forward from this thing called humanity to divinity. And so. You know, as God matures us and nurtures us in that thing, that's again, that's how we get to the place where the kingdom lives in us. And so just for a minute, I'd like a uh, 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 prophet Allen to, to speak to that place of when he was first introduced to, 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 to God and some of the things he had to go through um, and some of the things he had, the thought patterns he had to really Allow God, according to Romans 12 and 2, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind to move from a place from humanity to the to divinity, if you will, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you just really just hit the nail on the head when you just said renewing your mind. And it all comes from renewing your mind. And when, when you allow God to, to change your mind and you renew your mind in the scripture, what takes place is that God begins to reveal to you who you really are. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like when you just read it in, in Matthew chapter sixteen, here's just a little prophetic insight the Lord's been giving me. When you understand 
who he is. When Peter understood who Jesus was, that means that he saw Jesus from God's perspective. Mm -hmm. And so now what takes place that when he allowed his eyes to be open to see who Jesus was, he also allowed his eyes to be open to who he was. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? So, so God gave Peter his perspective of who Christ was, and because he was open to receive that, and now Jesus begins to speak to him and say, now this is who you are. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and so it's the same thing with us. Same thing with us. Once we allow our minds to be renewed, once we gather God's perspective, mm -hmm. that's good. Now God begins to allow us to, to see that perspective. And his perspective only takes us higher. His perspective of who we are takes us into who we really are. Yes. Mm -hmm. we, you know, Peter, if he did not listen to Jesus and say, you know, follow me and I'll show you how to be a fisher of men. Yes. If he did not listen and allow the words of God to renew his mind, then he would have just stayed in a place of being a fisherman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there were some things that took place in his life that when he became a fisher of men, and then now he began to rock miracles through his own hands. Yes. Yeah. And so, and, and, and so, so the, I'm sorry? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. And, and so what happens is that God literally takes you up. Right. So we don't just get stuck. Sometimes we do get stuck It's just looking at it from the natural perspective. But God has a, what I would call a higher life for you in the spirit mm -hmm. that will take you to places that the natural can't take you. Mm -hmm. And so now when you begin to gain God's perspective of who you are, now you start to live. Yes. You start to live when you start living the way God sees you. And so the same thing with Peter is the same thing that happened to me, and I'm pretty sure it happened to many others, to where now you begin to see this is who I really am because now I'm allowing your word to renew my mind. Yeah. It, that word renew, renew. You cannot redo something unless it's been done before. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now what God is doing is saying, I want to renew your mind. I want to get you to thinking like I really planned for you to begin to think about yourself yeah. before the foundations yeah. of the world. Yeah. And so now what happens, now when we begin to get into the word of God, and when we begin to learn how to hear God from his heart and his lips straight to our heart and our ears, now we begin to change our perspective, we begin to change our point of view, and now we understand this is what renewing your mind is. Renewing your mind is just not just giving you another perspective, but it's giving you another perspective to actually live by. Yeah. And so what happened to me the more that I spent time with him, the more that I spent time with people like yourselves, and when I put myself in this type of environment for my mind to be renewed, it's one thing for you to want your mind to be renewed, but it's a whole other thing to put yourself in, in positions and to put yourself in new actions that will actually allow your mind to be renewed. Yes. You know, we can want it all we want to, but until we actually move in that vein, then nothing's going to happen. It's just going to be a want for us. Yeah. And so I had to move from a place of wanting to be different and wanting to learn how to live life to actually putting myself in a place where I can actually learn how to live life. That's good. And, and so, so spending more time in the Word of God is what changes you. Yeah. Spending more time in His Word and then you learn how to hear His voice is what changes your life. And so when my mind began to be renewed, that means some other things, the way that God did not want me to view myself, they began to fall off. Mm -hmm. And so now it becomes a replacement. 
what was, which was not of God, is now being replaced with which what is of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so now you begin. Uh, just to really imagine this, that the Creator of the universe, the Almighty God, has given you access to see your life the way He sees your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's all through renewing your mind, allowing His word to take precedence, allow His word. To override what you already know. Yeah. Cover. Here's yeah. what you know. But now here comes the word of God to cover over what you know. And now you begin to see your life from what his perspective is concerning you. Yes. And so just to simply say it in a way to where everybody can really grasp it. There's some things that as you begin to get to the word of God, there's some things you're going to have to let go of. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's almost like I'm seeing like a, a suction type of thing. Not a suction pulling in, but such a force of air that's pushing out. Yes. Mm-hmm. A drain. You have In order to unclog that drain, you got to have another force to come push whatever is in you or whatever is in that drain. It has to be forced out. Mm-hmm. And when it forces out of us the things, the negative things, and the things that we just kind of get stuck on thinking this is the way we need to live. Yeah. That's the of God. That force of air, that force of pressure and wind, it begins to push out the old stuff. So check this out. It just opens you up to what God, and allow the word of God to flow through you and allow his life to flow through you. And so what I would say, if I may do this, um, I saw a name, Angela Jones, if you're up here still, um, just let me know that you're up here, I'm, I'm seeing the names, but Angela Jones, what I'm seeing is that God really wants to reveal to you who you really are. But there's some voices that are speaking to your ear also. And there's some other voices and some other words from other people that's trying to dictate your life. And God says, you have to let some of those go and allow the word of God, spend more time in the word of God and allowing God to renew your mind. Because unfortunately what takes place in life is that other people try to renew your mind based on what they see you as. And so now we have to just let go of what they're saying and grasp what God is saying. And allow that force, that supernatural force of the word of God to flush out everything, just like, a, a, again, like I said, a, a clogged drain. There are things that have literally clogged us up. And we have to allow the word of God to flush out what has clogged us up so that the life of God can flow through us. And so I speak to her, Angela Jones, just continue just to allow the word of God to renew your mind and continue to allow the, the, the force of the word of God to flush out everything that's not like him. And so now that the life of God can flow through you. And, and that word is really for everyone that will receive it. Allow the word of God and the force of the word of God to flush out everything that is not like God in your life. And I pray, I hope I answered your question, but that's <laughs> what he's yeah, giving yeah. you there. So. And so, and so um, you know, as we, as we look at uh, even everything you said, one of the main things that stuck out to me um, uh, that you hit on uh, also was uh, the word follow. And so in essence, the process of renewing your mind had to start with a follow. Follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. Or rather, follow me and I'll change your norm. Yes. I'll give you a new norm. Follow me and I'll... I'll cause you to see your, as you said, perspective 
uh, see yourself from a different perspective. Follow me and, and, and I'll show you the very thing that you could become that you don't see yourself becoming. The word follow means to go after, pursue, obey. It says to, 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 to keep under surveillance. So, 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 so follow me. Uh, 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 keep me under your surveillance. Watch me and I'll make you a fisher of men. Pursue me and I'll make you a fisher of men. Proceed behind me. Allow me to lead you and I'll make you a fisher of men. So in essence, God, God reveals himself through the son as a shepherd who could nurture him into the next place. He says, he says, pursue me, follow me, come after me and I'll make you a fisher of men. And so in order first to to, 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 for God to renew your mind and, and give you a new norm and give you a new mandate, you have to first be in pursuit. Are you postured to follow? Even as I heard you say, you said you, the Lord led you to connect with EKF and to connect in, in, with a place that, 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 that had the ability to, 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 to take you into some deep places that you hadn't been before. You know, and, 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 and much like all of us, we've had to connect with certain things, certain people's even books or whatever it is that God led us into to in, in pursue that thing uh, 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 to take us deeper. Um, I, I want my I want my wife to speak to that word follow uh, 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 um, because that is a strong uh, grace on her life. I believe that she broke into a deeper grace uh, of faith for following God, um, um, even even as it was. Uh, 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 when we were getting married, we had a few challenges and, and, and this and that, and, 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 and we, we were dating long distance. And, 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 and so um, it, it, take, it took a lot of faith for her to say, you know what, um, 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 God is speaking into this relationship and, and I'm going to leave everything I know uh, as my norm um, um, to follow after what I hear God is saying. Um, uh, and, and, and so, you know, that that's basically what God was telling Peter, leave your norm and I'll show you something new that yeah. you don't know about yourself. And so, honey. Well, I think it comes from a place of understanding the exchange. Um, when you follow God and hear God, there's an exchange. <clears throat> the exchange a lot of times has to do with uh, exchanging flesh or your humanity for his divinity. So let me explain. When, when we understand who God is and begin to approach God like as if we know and understand who he is, there's an exchange. We tell God who he is, we acknowledge who he is, and then in exchange he reveals to us who we are. Mm-hmm. So, um, so a lot of times what happens is, is that when we get to a place where we seek God without limitations, uh, he in exchange because of our faithfulness to him and our faithfulness to follow him, he begins to, uh, open up his garment to us mm -hmm. and begins to reveal mysteries to us. 
and begins to show us who we are in him. So a lot of times, even from the perspective of what my husband was talking about, our, our, our long distance situation, um, I had to close off all the noise around me and really zone in to hear the father and really zone in to hear what God was saying for my life. And a lot of times what happens is, is that it's, it's not popular. It's not a popular thing to shut down uh, what is comfortable to the flesh, what, it, what we know about our flesh, right? Uh, and, and really seek after God uh, concerning what he has or he wants uh, for us. Um, the, the exchange that Peter received from Christ from seeking after him and following and obeying him was far, far beyond the fish. Uh, Peter, uh, God allowed Peter to walk into a place of uh, impossible, impossibilities becoming possible. I will take you from being a fisherman to a fisher of men. How do you become a fisher of men? How do you how do you go out and and catch men? And what happened was because Peter was open to to that revelation that Jesus presented him, he he became a fisher of men. Because it surpassed his norm. Uh, you could not use intellect to fulfill it. It was a soul reliance and dependency on God. So what Peter did was turned over his flesh, turned over his humanity to receive from Jesus. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that's what has to happen. We have to turn over our flesh, what we understand intellectually, what we can naturally see in front of us to Jesus. That's why the Bible talks about killing and mortifying the flesh daily. The re one of the reasons we have to kill and mortify the flesh daily is because our thoughts will keep us from seeing things the way that God sees them. Yes. Our, our, our natural eye will keep us from seeing things the way that God sees us. Our, our mind will keep us from understanding things the way that God understands it. That's why we pray, let the mind of Christ be also in us so we can begin to think his thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. the Bible says that his thoughts are higher than ours. So how do I begin to understand and reason the way that God does? I call, I call the mind of Christ into me to understand things the way that Christ understands them. I call on God to open my eye gates, to open the eyes of my understanding that I may see things the way that he sees things. I call on God to open my ear gates that I may hear his voice clearly. He that have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. So the prayer is, God, let me have an ear. Peter had an ear to hear That's it. what God was saying. Mm -hmm. And the understanding surpassed his intellect. When Jesus said, I, and upon this rock, Peter, you are the rock. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. If he did not have a revelation of who God was, a revelation of who Christ was, he would not then understood. He would have thought Jesus was going to turn him into a rock, literally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
But because he had a revelation of who God is and he had, had been in the presence of God through Jesus Christ, he then understood that Jesus was not talking about turning him into a piece of stone. But he, was, he, he understood that Christ was talking about fortifying him and making him a foundation. Mm -hmm. But see, that comes with understanding mm -hmm. the exchange. That's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've got to be in a place where we allow God to do the exchange. Yes. Right? And become familiar with the exchange. And the exchange is not a one-time thing. It's a daily exchange. Good. Good. Right? Yeah. It's a daily exchange from humanity to divinity. I'm offering up my humanity. I'm laying my sacrifice of my humanity on the altar, on the bloody place, That's right? Yes, and in yes. order for me to, to, to do that, I got to lay down my, my flesh and what I believe and, and what I understand. I, God, I put it here on the bloody place because the altar is a bloody place. Mm -hmm. It's a place of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So I, I lay my humanity, I lay my thoughts, I lay my concepts mm -hmm. and my understandings on the altar, God. I put it right here because I, I want to understand. I want to see you. I want to hear you. I want to receive, God, what you are. Not what you have. What you are. Good. Right? Good. Because a lot of times we holding out our hands. God, mm -hmm. give me, give me, give me. But we're really not seeking the heart of God. And the exchange from humanity to divinity is yeah. really understanding and receiving the heart of God. Not concerned with the hand of God. The heart yeah. of God. Because That's when we understand who we are, we're not begging for his hand. We can speak those things that are not and they'll manifest. Because we understand there's been an exchange. Yeah. Watch this. When Jesus took him back out on the boat. And Peter went and got the fish. It wasn't a situation. He listened to Christ. When Jesus says, cast the nets over. He had been out there all day. So he hadn't caught any fish. But he heeded the word of the Lord. And casted his net. And then, then they had to send. It was so, so many fish they had to send for other boats. But understand this. It was, he got the fish. The manifestation happened because he heard the word of the Lord. Yeah. And so even 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 as you one of the things that stuck out to me um, as as uh, Prophet Akisha was talking was that one word intellect. She had, it, it, it's not a place of us. You know, we, we, we brought a lot of intellect into the church. Um, a lot of things we do, if we'd be honest with ourselves nowadays, stems from intellect. Um, the word intellect means the ability is it's defined the ability to learn and reason the capacity for knowledge and understanding and so uh, 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 that one word in that definition is what I'm really speaking to mm -hmm. our, our ability to reason right how we reason things how we how we you know uh, 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 put things on a, a, a lukewarm 
a, a pedestal a lot of times, an indecisive pedestal, because the Bible does tell us to get wisdom and it does tell us to get understanding. And so we, we, we it, it is not so much a thing that intellect is bad. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is uh, uh, Paul told us to walk by the spirit and not by the flesh. So, so it's this thing of navigating uh, into a place of knowing uh, uh, or positioning a, a, a God to a place where uh, uh, the, the, the intellect is, 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 a, is a byproduct uh, of, of the follow. Right? Come on. Jesus said, follow me. You and yourself. You follow me. And I'll make you a fisher of men. So your intellect has to follow Christ as well. You have to allow your mind, will, and emotion to be subject to the will of the Father. It's not this thing of God, I'm going to bring you down to my reasoning. I'm going to bring you down to my level. What I comprehend, what I understand, you know, uh, 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 what I perceive. We are supposed to be arising to the occasion so that our mind, will, and emotions, our intellect would be subject to the power and will of the Holy Spirit. So, so check this. When he first told Peter to, 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 to cast his net, Peter mm-hmm. said, we done did it already. That was intellect. A lot of times that's how we approach God. We approach God. Mm-hmm. We done did it already. Or rather what we're really telling God is what you're saying doesn't work. We tried it. Right. Mm. So now let's, let's bring it to a church level. Come on. Well, we started out with fivefold leaders, but our intellect couldn't grasp the concept on how to follow that model. Right. But he said, Follow me and my model, and I'll make you fishers of men. Mm-hmm. Oh, but we didn't have a knowing in our spirits, our intellect really, to, to follow God in that way. And so we, we, we as the church said, you know what, we, how about if we follow you one-fold ministry, two-fold ministry, three-fold ministry instead of five-fold ministry? We, we don't really comprehend in our intellect the apostle and the prophet, but, but we do comprehend the pastor, the teacher, right, the evangelist. Yeah, we're comfortable with that. Right. Yeah. And, so, and, so, and, so, and, so, and so And so we moved in that vein. And so we don't really see <coughs> in certain models the power of God coming or falling down on the body outside of a strong preach or teach. But he said, follow me and I'll make you all fishers of men. If you, if you do this, if you come into pursuit of this model, yeah. if you come into pursuit of this way and this mandate and this instruction, not your own intellect. Don't start trying to redefine me, but pursue me. Yeah. Yeah. And we redefine God. And so one of the first things, while we're moving right along, one of the first things we have to do is learn how to pursue him in its totality. Mm-hmm. Totally. Not just surrender to him what we want to give him. Check this out. Uh, 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 John 5 and 39. This is, this, is, uh, this is John talking to the church. He says, search the scriptures. 
For in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. Give me one second. I'm going to read it. That was the KJV. I'm going to switch over now to the Amplified Version. The, the Amplified Version says, You search and investigate and pour over the scriptures diligently because you suppose and trust that you have eternal life through them. Yeah. And these very scriptures testify about me. Right. <clears throat> right. And so here John is like, you've been searching. You think you got it all together. He was really talking about intellect. He's like, you've been all in these scriptures with your intellect. Yeah. Your yeah. own reasoning, your own understanding. And, yeah. and, 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 you, and look at what he says. You think you have eternal life. Why? You trust that you have eternal life. Let me interject some thoughts, but 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 me paraphrasing. You 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 think through them you have eternal life, and these very scriptures testify about me. Look at the Pharisees. Here they are preaching and teaching the gospel, and Jesus is the living gospel. Right. But they call him the one doing the work of the devils, yeah. and they keep pulling out the Torah and all the uh, uh, Old Testament scriptures right. and all the law right. and all this stuff and all this stuff about the Bible, and they never come into a full knowing that I am the Bible. Yes, sir. In the beginning was the Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Word yeah, yeah, yeah. was with yeah. God, and the Word. Yeah. Was God. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. I think that's funny how God fashioned the word yeah. in the spirit before he introduced himself in the natural. Right. Mm. Right. He, 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 he used all the prophets of old to stir up generations and generations of word before the word became manifested in the flesh. Right. Right. He made flesh. But he didn't manifest himself before Jesus. He only manifested himself through the supernatural, through his prophets. Yeah. But, but, but when Jesus came, he finally manifested all that supernatural into the natural to show us we could operate in the same vein. Yes, and so now we see John saying, 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 saying oh, my God. Y'all been investigating this thing for years and you still don't got it, but you think you're going to heaven. Good. Right. Because while you follow me, you still haven't really followed me. Mm -hmm. While you follow me, you still haven't really followed me. Right. I'm going to say that again. While you follow me, you still haven't really followed me. I say this often. My grandmother says she had a pastor. Uh, 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 he, he used to say, uh, uh, read the words you... Uh, uh, she said, don't just read the words you believe. Believe the words you read. Yeah. yeah. Our task is to believe what we read, not read around things just to what we the words we believe. Right. Yeah. Right. And so John is like, man, you 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 you've been doing this thing forever. Right. And you still lost. Right. Your humanity has to has to be surrendered. What what, what what does what does what does uh Paul say to the Roman church in, in Romans twelve and one? I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies 
a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Paul said, it's the least you could do. Yeah, yeah, it's the least you can do. The least. Now, imagine this. I started this courting process. This is Jesus and Peter we're talking about. With you seeing me through the eyes of the natural, your humanity, your intellect, I persuade you with my supernatural when I feel the very boat you didn't believe I could with fish. Afterwards, you then become my disciple onto the next place. Your, Jesus meets you as a new convert. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then he moves you into discipleship. Mm -hmm. It is now in this place. It is now in this place yeah. that he brings you in closer. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. give, me, give, me, give me one second. The Spirit just told me to release that definition. The word disciple is defined, and, and, and for those who are curious where I'm, where I'm at, I use the freedictionary.com. Um, it's one of my favorite uh, dictionaries. The word disciple dis defined is one who embraces and assists in spreading the teachings of another. Get this, an active adherent as of a movement mm -hmm. or philosophy. Hmm. So, so, so you're one first. So, so from 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 the new convert perspective, mm -hmm. you move into the discipleship, which says, "Okay, I've seen that. I have to acknowledge that He changed my life, that He received me, that He's that He's operated in this supernatural place, and and now I have to come into a place of commitment." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That I'll adhere to this new train of thought. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll be active mm -hmm. in this movement. Mm -hmm. I'll embrace and assist in spreading all these teachings. Mm -hmm. And so now it's an ownership thing. Right. That's cool. That's good. Right. And so and so we move from God's Chetinish. The, the, the essence of the, the new convert is the word convert. He converts your way of thinking. Yeah. He converts your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And then he yeah. gives you new information yes. to renew those thought That's patterns. It. That's it. To replace those all old habits. That's yeah. it. And it is in this place that we move into the next phase of this discussion of, of God revealing himself to Peter as a disciple. Yeah. So now we move into the stories in the scriptures where Peter is now practicing and he's adhering and, 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 and he's walking this thing out. He's with Jesus. He done got so good and close to Jesus, embracing Jesus. We, we read G Peter was fitting to go gospel gangster on, on, on people for messing with Jesus at some point. And it's much like that, that a lot of times that we now get into this model or mode that we are Christian and we're protecting God, but we still flow in and out of this place of humanity and divinity. Mm -hmm. And God 
Jesus in the flesh. God, Jesus, God in the flesh, it, it, it consistently has to challenge us with stories uh, 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 like as it is uh, uh, when they brought the demoniac son and they sitting up there and they practicing on this man. And then he said, man, you know, now y'all get out the way. Uh, 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 Peter and Jesus come down from the mountain. Look, Jesus, if, if they, I brought them to your disciples yeah. and they couldn't do nothing. So now these are disciples still in their intellect, still learning, unlearned. And he says they couldn't do nothing. And so if you could do anything, right, cast this thing out, fix my son. And Jesus flips it back on him because he's not short of power. He says, if thou canst believe. Right. Right. And so and so it's from that vein I say now as a disciple, a lot of times what we fail to realize is the church has become not effective, non-effective because we 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 sit in this place of practicing even as believers. And we sit in models and systems of church that still that, that are okay with practicing instead of positioning. Oh my positioning ourselves to follow the Father. Yeah, yeah. And so we, 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 I believe that's a part of where we're at and where we're coming out of now is the world has been tired of us practicing on them. This is, the, this is a model of the church coming into this place of, of, of being asked to show and prove God's power right. and all they got is a practice. Right. Well, the world's response is, well, Jesus, if, if you could do Right. If. 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 If you. Right. If. If. Right. And so and so and so and so from this vein we see we see the disciples uh, 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 um, they're practicing and, and and Jesus comes down and he heals the son and then they and I love because see see this is the thing if you really are an adherent or a disciple you'll ask questions. They respond to that healing by saying, Master, how come we couldn't cast them out? You see, the church has stopped asking questions. We've been okay with what, we're, what, what, what we've been perceiving as our norm, what we've been perceiving as the church, what we've, what we've embraced as the definition of what the church should look like. And God is like, I need y'all to go back to the throne room and begin to ask me some questions. Begin to ask me like the sons of Issachar and have the ability to understand the times and the seasons. I, I need you to get into a place where you can come into a knowing of who and what I am and what I'm doing in this season so that the release is not a practice. But it's power. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. And so, uh, 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 Prophet Akisha, if you will, you know, uh, 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 um, if you will, just share a little bit uh, concerning uh, when God deals with us and He's and He's molding us through through moments of discipleship and what that looks like um, in, 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 in that stage of our journey. Uh, from humanity to divinity. Well, one of the things, one of the things you pointed out here was is that when the disciples were unable to cast out the demons and the demoniac son, the first thing they did was ask a question. So, for, number one is they were they were teachable. 
Mm-hmm. That's good. They were humble enough to say, okay, we missed it. We don't know, so how do we do it? Why couldn't we do it? And what we're facing in this hour is a lot of, a lot of us are not teachable, right? Because good. we've arrived not understanding we are nowhere. We have arrived nowhere. Okay? So we, we've allowed ourselves to become a people that aren't teachable. That's why we're unlearned. Mm. Mm. And that's why we're practicing. Because we're not in a place of humility, a seat of humility to be taught. That's why people don't trust us as the church. Right? Because they see us outside of the church. Wow. Right? Conflict. And they see exactly. And they see that we're not a humble, a teachable people. Christ was a humble man. Christ embodied the power of the universe. He is God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he humbled himself. Mm-hmm. That's, good. That's good. God humbled himself to himself. <laughs> and put on flesh. And became That's flesh. Good. And then he put on flesh and became sin as God. Uh Uh-huh. So one of the biggest issues we have is that we are not humble. Mm -hmm. We have not found humility. But we are prideful people. We take pride in our traditions. Take pride in our practices, yeah. but the pride is not producing any power. Yep. Right? Humanity is the is is indicative of humility. As human beings, we understand <laughs> that our humanity is yeah. limited. Right. So we should be humble enough. To seek a divine source, right? Because that's what the, that's what the disciples did mm-hmm. when they couldn't cast out the demons. They went to a divine source and said, "Hey, we missed it. How? Why couldn't we?" So, in our humanity, we must become humble enough to go to the Father and present our inadequacies. And our humanity, i.e., humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Good. Because, see, when we go into prayer and and we offer ourselves as a sacrifice, a living sacrifice, right? What happens is that gives God the signal that we are low enough to participate in the exchange. Because we understand... We understand that any power that we operate in, it will be because of the exchange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what has happened is, is that we have uh, uh, sacrificed power for pride. Come on. Yep. That's why we practice it. Without power. Practice to pride. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't, there, there's no power because we're pride, we're operating in pride. And it's, a, and it's a daily practice. And therefore, because we are operating in pride, there can't be no exchange because God hates pride. Right? And 
and and we put ourselves in a place yeah. where God can't he he really can't see past what we pushing in his face. Mm-hmm. So we don't we don't go enough. We don't go to God low. We go to him in our titles and our positions in the church. We stand at the holy altar, not laying on it as a sacrifice. Come on. But we stand in our pride and say, God, give me the power mm-hmm. so I can do miracles. Mm-hmm. Now, Father, show me, teach me, make me of the learned that I may bring your name glory. Mm-hmm. That's good. And so, you know, I was looking at uh, Sister Angeline Jones. She said, I feel as Christians and pastors, we need to utilize the fruits and the gifts of the Spirit. And that's exactly, Absolutely. that is exactly uh, 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 what Prophet Akisha is talking about. Absolutely. You know, we, we, we know the scripture said pride comes before destruction. Uh, uh, um, and, and, but, but, but our model is not to follow after pride. Our model is to uh, um, flow in, in, in operating the fruits of the Spirit. Sister Angeline, um, if you so desire, you can uh, check out last week's uh, 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 message where we, uh, that we're actually um, flowing from that vein this week um, in, the, uh, uh, in, in this particular subject. And so this is uh, more of a serious uh, conversation. And, um, but I appreciate the comment. That was that was that was, that good. was good. That, that was, was good. good. And so and so, even as Prophet Akisha was talking, and um, that's actually she, Sister Angela, actually went where I was where I was going to go um, again and, and revisit that a little bit. Um, you know, uh, uh, we like you said, we put down the fruits of the spirit uh, 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 for pride. Uh, we put down uh, 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 the power. For for, 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 for for routine for for, for religion and, but um uh, 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 proverbs 16 18 says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall and so and so if you're already operating in pride you're already falling you're already you, you, which means you've left your follow for a fall you, 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 you've separated yourself from God. And and, 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 and and stepped away from that very vein, that very vein uh, 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 of ministry that 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 that, that uh, or posture rather of hearing that God desires um, to, to to be able to navigate us into new seasons, into new places, you know. Um, and so and so here. Here, one of the things I love that she said, though, is just walking in humility. You have to walk in the fruits of the Spirit to operate in humility. Mm-hmm. It takes a strong measure of self-control, according to Galatians 5, 23. Self-control, temperance, some version says, of tempering yourself, controlling yourself, not to think that you do it all. Not to, not to take the glory from God. Not, 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 not to be so prideful as to say that 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 that, 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 that I'm uh, all this is me, or, or or rather my traditions or my religions is, is is are better than God's original design, and that's how we flow a lot of times. Uh, we the, if you look at the church, it's it, we have spent years um, lifting up men and praising men and women. 
and, and, and posturing people to lean on people opposed to God. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. uh, one, of the, one of the things I love, you know, as uh, uh, we was talking about just Peter as a disciple, you know, Peter, 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 uh, uh, he, 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 he has this, 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 his humanity is, is, has, is, is infused with this warrior that wants to protect Jesus. Uh, but it's also infused with this place of uh, a lack of knowing who I am. And, right. and, and so uh, 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 that, that level of commitment, um, um, he struggles with that. Uh, uh, just in, in, and that's why, you know, the scripture tells us he denied Jesus three times right. when it came down to it. It, it was like, I want to protect you, but I struggle with committing to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I love Peter's walk because there's this 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 lukewarm model that that he struggles with, even from his 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 conversion state to his discipleship state, and even even Jesus was taking him as he was embracing that discipleship model, taking him on the Mount of Transfiguration, and Jesus was even correcting him there when Peter was talking about building all these temples, and Jesus was like, no. Come on. So that there was a lot of, like she said, getting into a low place, being teachable moments that Peter continued to have as as, as he walked in that vein of uh, 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 just following God. Yeah. And, and Prophet Allen, I'd like you to speak to that. You know, what does that look like? You know, uh, uh, to another degree. You know, uh, uh, I believe. You know, y'all y'all know what we're doing here. You know, many members, one body. Uh, right. model and, and so you know I I want to I want to hear hear your thoughts in that same area uh, um, um, uh, of just uh, of really uh, more specifically being teachable being, being teachable that is so good so much of what both of you have said is resonating within me so much uh, being teachable and, and it links right back into being a disciple and what happens is that you begin to take on the character traits as a disciple of the one who's actually discipling you. Yeah. It speaks back to the humility and, and, and being humble. That's yeah. good. And, and what happens is we, we literally see, if I may speak to this point just for a second, mm-hmm. um, we literally see discipleship taking place all around us. Yeah. Ooh. It happens all the time. Yeah. And we can actually learn from it. And so the way people are and the way people respond, the way people act will let you know who's discipling them. Yeah. This is why you can have one person who will fuss you out, cuss you out, ready to fight, simply because you don't vote the same way that that they do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they're being discipled under a particular political party. Right. The same on the other side of the the aisle. It's the same thing all around. So, So when you become a teachable, you are literally opening up yourself to the one that you allow to pour on the inside of you. Yes. And the one that you're allowing to train you, to teach you, to disciple you. And what happens in doing, uh, with us being teachable, sometimes we're opening up ourselves to the wrong spirit that's allowing, uh, that we're allowing in to teach us. Yeah. And when it comes down to, to, to being a Christian and it comes down to the church stuff that we do, unfortunately, every teacher is not teaching me Christ. Oh, and they're not teaching me and discipling me in the ways oh, of Christ, but they're literally discipling me and teaching me in the ways of what's been given to them by somebody else. That's good. And, 
This is how teachings and discipleship take place, where instead of us being disciples of, of Christ, we're disciples of uh, a denomination. Sir? We're disciples of someone's opinion. And then what happens, once we begin to break away from that opinion, then we're looked at funny because you're, 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 you're not allowing what I taught you to be your mainstay. And what we have to do is get ourselves out of the mainstay of people and get ourselves into the mainstay of Christ. Yes, sir. And, and so what happens, so now now when we become uh, teachable, mm-hmm. this is why being in the Word of God for ourselves is so important. Yeah. Because now we can judge what's being taught to us. Yes. It lines up with God yes. or whether it just lines up with man. Uh-huh. And, and so you have to put yourself in a position where you do not allow just your Sunday morning services to be the only time that you allow yourself to be taught the Word yeah. of God. Yeah. You have to put yourself in a position where you allow the Holy Spirit to teach you all the time. That's it. Because you're spending time with God. And you're allowing yourself to be a disciple of Christ yes, versus just being a disciple of man. So when it comes down to this teachable aspect, you are going to be taught something. Mm-hmm. But now you have to understand what it is that you're being taught. Where is this information coming from? Is it coming from an individual who that this been passed down from generation to generation to them because this person that gave it to them feels like this is the way that we need to do it? Yeah. Or can you back up what they're saying in scripture? Right. Like, give me the scripture. So when you are teachable and when you are a student, you have to understand who your teacher is. That's good. And spending time understanding where you're coming from. What is your angle on this thing? Do I see what you're saying? Do I find it in the Word of God? Or am I just being a disciple of yours? That's good. To make sure that I pass on what you want passed on from generation to generation. That's good. To after you are dead and gone, that your ideologies, that your theologies, that whatever you wanted still will remain in the earth. But the only thing that matters is what the Father wants to remain in the earth. Yeah. And so as you're being teachable, just understand that you have to put yourself in a position to learn from the Word of God, study the Word of God on your own, allow the Holy Spirit, the one who leads and guides in all truth, he will begin to explain to you and teach you the Word of God. And so you put yourself in a position to where you you allow yourself to study the Word of God frequently. It goes back to this thing we've been talking about, habitual fellowship. Right. Habitual in your fellowship in the Word of God. And allowing the word of God to, and, and allowing the Holy Spirit to be the one to teach you. And so just plain layman's terms, as simply as I can possibly make it, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. Yeah. Because unfortunately what happens with men and with women is that we mingle the word and sometimes we'll mingle self with it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's and it. Now you are taking on both aspects of what you're being taught. You take some. You take on some scripture, and you take on opinion. Yeah. The opinion piece ain't gonna get you nowhere. But the truth of the word of God will take you places you've never that you only dreamed about, and you never thought you can you know obtain. But being teachable, you know, like when you're a student in a college setting, you you research. Yes, sir. And it's okay to be a researcher. To the ones that are teaching you also. To find out where you're getting this information. And again, if I cannot align what you're saying to the word of God, 
it's okay for me to, to dismiss that information. Yeah. So if you're going to be a student, be a student all the way. And make sure that what you're getting is truth and yes, is sir. fact, the yes, word of God. That's it. That's, that was Amen. good. That was real good. That was good. And so, and so even as, as I listened to you, what came to mind uh, is a few thoughts. And um, some more words of Peter in Acts 5, 29. Uh, it says, then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. And so, and so in, 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 in essence, as I listen to you and you talk about being teachable and making sure we're listening to the right teacher, um, that there is a, as we talk about Peter owning this thing and oh, adhering to this thing, uh, 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 us in the same manner as disciples, we, we have to make sure that our leadership uh, uh, pushes us toward a vein that they're teaching us to obey God and not them. Uh, the revelation that, 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 that they're receiving and, and, and administering throughout through, through, through the message and, and so forth pushes us to, uh, to posture ourselves to obey, obey God and not men. The other thing that came to mind is, is, is that 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 4.21, the outcome of not teaching the people to look to God the mm. outcome to, 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 to which I believe we've ex we're experiencing now mm. is stated in 1 Samuel 4.21. Yeah. And she named the child, the children that we've produced as being spiritual leaders. Now, this is me paraphrasing what I'm finna read. As we produce spiritual children, sons and daughters, spiritual churches, uh, 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 church plants, uh, the production of our seeds. As, and she named the child Ichabod, saying the glory is departed from Israel because the ark of God was taken. Yep. And because yep. of her father-in-law yep. and her husband. Yep. And so, and so, and so, and so, because churches have owned this thing of teaching the teachings of men and not teaching the people, and the people haven't been teachable. And so it's like a two, two, two way uh, flow of just misguidance and, and confusion. Um, what we produced is Ichabod believers and Ichabod churches. Where, where God's covenant and his ark has left the building, right. his power, yes. everything that carries his power left the building uh, uh, because we keep teaching the doctrines of men and we keep staying committed to men and we keep staying committed to, to religion and we keep staying committed to, to our natural ties and our intellect as it pertains to the church and not, and not to God the Father. I want to interject this thought as we talk about being teachable. One of the most uh, people always, t I, I, well, I'll say it like this. I was in a meeting with a powerful man of God, and they were so excited about their revelation. And, and, and they was like, you know, we need to bring back the power. We need to bring back the power. And, 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 and you know, uh, 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 apostle, you prophesy, and y'all operating deliverance, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it was just like I had this automatic download. And this is how important being teachable is. Mm -hmm. 
The spirit told me to tell this, this person. The most powerful thing in the kingdom. Is not. Operating. In the supernatural. It is the teaching ministry. Because the teaching ministry has the ability to reconcile hearts and minds. Yeah. The teaching ministry has the ability to change people's perspectives, to reconcile confusion. That's why Jesus taught long 12 plus years in the temple before he ever started operating in the supernatural. Come on. Because, because he knew that the supernatural was really designed to be a demonstration of what he taught. Come on. To help in what Paul calls the ministry of reconciliation. That's right. Right. So, so if you didn't believe me, as Jesus said, because of my words, mm-hmm. then believe me because my words. Yeah, believe it again. Man, listen. But, but if you're not teaching to the capacity that you're giving people the understanding right. that words precede power. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're not teaching to the place and giving people an understanding that 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 words are, are precursor to demonstration. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's why if you notice there are scriptures in the Bible that said when they demonstrated certain gifts, they still went back and sinned and messed up uh-huh. and did other things. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that's why Paul goes on to say Romans 12 and 2. Mm-hmm. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? Mm-hmm. Not a gift. Come on. Yeah. Not a miracle or a sign or a wonder. That's good. He said be transformed <coughs> by the renewing of your mind. Yes. How you've been taught. Right. Mm-hmm. How you've been educated in this thing called the Holy Scriptures. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to say, so that you might prove. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. The mm-hmm. perfect will of the Father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so demonstration. Is just the byproduct of what a person's been taught. Exactly. You know what they've been taught by what they demonstrate. Mm-hmm. Right? That's good. That's good. You know what somebody's been taught by what they demonstrate. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, and so that's why we hear Paul talk about certain things like, 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 like. I don't have I I don't I don't obtain to uh, profess to have obtained everything, but I know I got to press. What he's saying, I have some knowledge. I have a lot of knowledge. I don't have it all, but I'm still pressing towards the mark of the higher calling 
-hmm. which is in Christ Jesus. I'm remaining teachable. I'm pressing towards this thing to obtain the higher mark of the higher calling, which is in Christ Jesus. And I position myself, I posture myself, I, 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 I align myself in the follow. So that what I receive in the end is the higher mark, which is in Christ Jesus, not, not Uncle Tom. And because Uncle Tom, he was the charter member of so-and-so, a uh, 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 church of the living God, holy savior, not because my, 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 my uncle and my granny was founders of the church, uh, not because they got a whole library dedicated to my great granny's name. And, and we got, it, 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 no, 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 no. We got to start putting all that stuff down. Mm -hmm. It got to be, we have to pick up the posture of people like Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that we will not submit our, surrender our, our walk with God to men. Because even if you throw us in the fire. Come on. And, and, and we don't see him demonstrate. We know that he could. Yes, sir. Put us in the lion's den <laughs> and watch them become pets because we're postured to follow the father. And so, and so that teaching thing is so important. Who are you allowed to teach you? I see a lot, I see a lot of five-fold ministry gifts sitting in congregations that don't have schools, training, equippings, don't be, believe you a prophet. Now you sitting in the church that's missionary so and so, and they don't they don't they don't even believe in prophets. You know th th that's what they was talking about. It's better to obey God rather than man. Stop allowing man to to to, to position you wrong, to posture you wrong. Mm -hmm. And so that teachable thing is important in the kingdom. Yeah. Yes. Teaching was so powerful that that I, I said it last Sunday. That's why the Pharisees came after Jesus. <laughs> That's why Jezebel came after Elijah, because what he taught them through demonstration, he first he preceded it with his words. My mm -hmm. God is greater. Paraphrasing. Yeah. Yes. Good morning, Brother Eric. It is good to see you on. I love you, man of God. He proceeded with his words. He said, if I be a man of God, in essence, I will show you how powerful my God is. Mm -hmm. Or rather, I'm going to teach you. My God is powerful. Yeah. Let fire come down from heaven. Teaching precedes demonstration. Yes. And so, and so that teachable thing, it's very important. Mm -hmm. It's very important to position yourself in places that can posture you to your purpose, mm -hmm. to, to God's purpose, to God's vision, God's mandate. And so, and so we go through seasons of conversion where God is consistently in the season of conversion and discipleship. God is consistently... Uh, 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 weaning us from our intellect and our humanity 
and, and he's posturing us to this place that we are now. I'm sorry, y'all. We, we had to flow in this way to get us to where we are now, and, and, and which is uh, uh, Matthew chapter 16. When you finally get to a place where you are positioned and postured to adhere to God, you receive the revelation of who he really is. Matthew 16, he says, Peter, who do they say I am? Verse 16, Peter says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Yes. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood, the natural things, the intellect, could not reveal it unto thee, but only my father which is in heaven. And, and now... Upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. God yes. wants to get us to a place where we will allow him to disciple us, bring our flesh into alignment with him to where we'll be a strong foundation for him to build us and his church. Yeah, that's good. So that we could be a rock. Oh, yes. That, are, that, 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 that won't break. See, see, we've been going through seasons. We've been going, I'm going to turn it over, I'm going to turn it over. But we've been going through seasons where we've seen foundations continue to fall because we missed the season. Right. We, 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 we stuck in time. Mm -hmm. And so and Paul says, Paul says it like this. I built a foundation, but somebody's going to come along and build on it. Right. Your foundation is just that, foundation. When you build a house, is it a house if all you got is a, is a slab? Mm. It's not a house. The Bible talks about a house not made with hands. It's not a house unless we build mm -hmm. on the foundation. Correct. We need framers to come in. We need plumbers to come in. We need electricians to come in. We need roofers. We, mm -hmm. we, we need sheet rockers. You know, we even want to beautify the yard, the temple, if you will. We, we, we need landscapers. We mm -hmm. need all of that in the body of Christ. Right? And so he says, upon this rock, because this is a good foundation... I can now start, start building the walls of my church. God wants us to be strong enough in him to where he can build his authentic church. The church, like my wife says, the, the church that, that belongs to the God of the Bible. <laughs> the God of the Bible. Yes. Not your intellect. I'm going to say this, and this is probably going to be strong. I heard, I heard I'm a... I'm a I heard another pastor in Dallas say it a long time ago uh, when, when, when I used to work on Sundays. I was trucking on Sundays. He said, all religion is is a group of people that have come together to sternly believe based on some dead person. That's, 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 what that is. <laughs> that's true. So now, so now you, you so and so such and such a church, when God gave him that revelation for that season, they done died and went on 
He set or she set the foundation, depended on the denomination, and nobody ever builds on it. And so just like Israel in the wilderness, we keep going around in circles, in circles, in circles. Seasons are changing. Times are moving forward and progressing, but the church, the church won't. And so we still using a rotary phone in the church when the world got touch screens. We see that now. That's why a lot of churches is shut down now. Because the devil is in the is in Facebook. The devil's in the internet. But I digress. Peter, as he comes, as he comes, as he comes into this revelation, as he comes into this full place of maturity, uh, 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 or a knowing. Uh, that there becomes now uh, a consistent flow of downloads and revelation. God reveals himself. And that's where God wants to get his church. He wants to get us back to a place where we're flowing in wisdom and revelation, not just wisdom. They go together. We get revelation, and then he gives us keys like he did Peter in order to build his church. And then he says, because you got the keys and all that, guess what? The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So guess what? What is that? What, what, how does that interpret it? We've been building wrong. Because hell been prevailing against our church models. How do you go from 400 members to 20? Why? Because the foundation was set. But when the season changed, we didn't shift. Mm-hmm. We kept using the same model over and over and over again. That's why when you go into a store, you see different types of home siding and different types of wood and different mm-hmm. types of nails because even the, even they have their own purpose. Right. That's why when you go to build a plant a garden, the landscapers said, would you like annuals or perennials? Would you like a flower that can last in all seasons? Or just something that you have to change out every so often? That's right. Because they want you to understand that as the seasons change, if all you planted was flowers that only last or only flourish in the winter. When the spring and the summer come, you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They going to die. Yeah. And that's why Paul called himself a master builder. Mm-hmm. He built a foundation, if I could reference mm-hmm. tires, if you will that could last in all terrain. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can build on this in the summer, yeah. in the winter, mm-hmm. in the fall, mm-hmm. in the spring, because my foundation is based on the spirit mm-hmm. and yeah. not a man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't in the My foundation is built on the fact that I understand that my grace and the Lord who gave me grace, Mm -hmm. he makes this sufficient for me. Mm 
Yes, sir. If I'll follow him. Peter got keys because his foundation was built on spiritual things. Yes, sir. Not natural things. That's it. That's great. Can you speak the foundation a little bit? <laughs> I, I'll give you some insight. Uh, um, I want you to speak to in, in, in your transition, because that's really what we're talking about. The journey from humanity to divinity. And then, and then Prophet Allen, I want you to, 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 to uh, share, share your story a little bit. Um, can you share how that foundation, you know, just, it just, it, how God just kept renovating, if you will, that foundation to produce that rock? Well, my situation is a little interesting because God demolitioned my foundation. <clears throat> uh, the father had to break and destroy portions of my foundation and That's rebuild them. That's good. Because they were not fortified. Mm -hmm. So what happened in my transition was that God had to refortify. He had to break down and destroy portions of my foundation then rebuild it and then fortify it so he had to he had to redo the slab that's good and then put a uh, strong enough material in the slab that'll hold what he was trying to build in it right so what did that look like that's good um when life hit me my foundation wouldn't be able to move so if a strong wind came in, right, it wasn't going to blow down my house. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because God built the house, mm -hmm. not me. Mm -hmm. You see, That's the traditions great. didn't build the house. God built the house. That's good. The, the teachings didn't build the house. God built the house. So when uh, a severe storm came, the house would move. Why? Because it was a rock. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. The foundation was rock solid because it was built by God. How was this foundation built by God? We go back to humanity. I kept laying my humanity on the altar. I kept having a daily exchange with God. I, I was obedient Unto death. Meaning. Even the death of what I knew. That's good. That is real good right there. Right? When, when the father confronted me. About what I believed to be true. And told me it was a lie. I was obedient to the voice of God. Even though I had no understanding. Of what he was doing in my life. That's good. Obedient to the shift. Right? And so sometimes what happens is, and like Apostle was saying, how churches could go from a, a surmountable, insurmountable amount of numbers to 20 people because of the shift. Sometimes something will come in and it'll shift the foundation. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you don't move with the foundation, it'll mess up the house. That's true. Does that make sense? So yes. what, 
It's like if the foundation shipped on a house and the house holding on to a tree saying I'm not going to move. That's what happens with us a lot of times. We hold it on the tree and the, the father is moving the foundation, right? But we don't want to move because this is what we know over here. Mm -hmm. This is what we're comfortable with. That's good. The little things that the, the little manifestations we saw were holding on to those manifestations of power when they really weren't manifestations of power. They were gifted. You don't believe me? The Bible says the gift comes without repentance. That means we are born with gifts. It doesn't necessarily mean that there is power present. It just means we are gifted. Mm -hmm. Right? So what has happened is we've gotten the manifestation of power and gifting confused because the foundation is off kilter. It's not solid. Does that make sense? So what one has proclaimed to be a miracle is actually not a miracle. I said it. Because the foundation is built on a waterbed and not a rock. That's good. That's good. I mean, you know, it makes me think about, um, you know, like she was talking about, you know, gifts of without repentance. You know, um, I was talking to a, a prophet Allen um, um, one day on the phone, and we were just talking about gifts, and and um, it, the spirit just downloaded in me one day. He said, "Gifts without character is demonic," and so a lot of times what we see. It's, 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 it's like Saul. You, 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 you're still in position, but you've been fired. You a king. You got the office. That's good. But he's anointed someone else to fill the space. And so you still functioning as king, using your office to chase down the Davids who are next in line with your words. With your with your with your lack of character, but and and even your gifts, your gifts become tainted because you lack character. Your gifts become the thing that you use to manipulate people because you lacked integrity. The gifts become the thing that 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 that, that, that just basically uh, 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 walks you straight into retirement, just like Saul. So. And so, you know, even as she's talking about, you know, uh, uh, God had to level, level, level the foundation. He had to, you know, and, and even redo it. Some areas he had to level, some areas he had to just tear down the house that was built and just start with a new slab. And it was just making me think about uh, 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 just HGTV, all the, the, the rebar and all the stuff God has to go in. Some houses you can't. You can't even go, the, 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 the electrical wire is so old, they have to put new wires in before they could totally renovate. And so you went through a renovation. I went to a full renovation. Yeah. yeah. He was knocking down walls, going in walls. Said, I want to place them over here. I mean, I went through, I went through demolition. Mm -hmm. He hit me with a wrecking ball and said, I'm going to tear all this down. Because I had I had walked in a place, I had... I had walked in a place where men became my God and their voices were more important to me than the actual voice of God to the point where I thought their voice was the voice of God and God was not speaking. Mm. So I did not know the difference. And that wasn't their fault. That was my fault. I was holding the bag on that one. 
because I had allowed what had been, I didn't challenge, I didn't ask questions about what was being taught. I actually went through a process when my mother and I started researching, researching certain things that we had been taught and thought it was scriptural and it was not in the book. Uh-huh. We were walking around citing cliches thinking it's Bible and that in the book. And we're citing them as, as Bible because somebody taught us that. Mm -hmm. But it was not scripture. It was not in the book. Mm -hmm. So what the Lord did for me was he came with a wrecking ball. And it was not a situation where he did it over a nice period of time. No, my whole house fell apart in, 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 in a matter of months. Because what happened was, as I began the exchange with God and, and recognized who he was and saw myself as he saw me, I had to go through a quick renovation. Because the time was at hand. I had to go through a quick renovation. I had to immediately just kind of lay stuff out. I had to just lay it all out and, and put it out all out there and let God deal with it. And the stuff I tried to hide from him, he went after. So the stuff in my basement, in the corner, in the closet, on the side, behind the shoes and the shelves. He went back there and started getting that stuff and pulling that stuff out. Because time was of, of the essence for me. Sure. Mm -hmm. and so And so, Prophet Allen. Yes, sir. As Sis was talking, Prophet Akisha was just speaking, and the Lord really began to deal with me about blueprints. Mm -hmm. And we can see when you relate it to like a, a beautiful house. You know, we, we look at it, man, I would love to have a house like this individual. They just got one made and it's absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. But one of the things we got to understand is that when they had that house built, it was built to their, spe their specifications for their purposes. Right. Right. And so what happens is we try to mimic someone else's blueprints and we try to force ourselves to live in a space that is directly made for them. And so what I heard the Lord say is like, we have to relinquish the blueprints. Yes, sir. We have to allow him, the master architect, we must allow him to create the blueprints for our lives. And sometimes what happens is, is, is that if we try to take over the blueprints for our own lives and not relinquish it to them, to him rather, we can actually make a mistake and, and, and put a foundation down that is not enough for the height where he oh, wants to take. Oh, sir. What happens is that the higher the building, the deeper the foundation has to be. Sir, sir. And so what happens, just like you're saying, the wrecking ball, he has to break up the foundation that we have to build a deeper foundation based on the fact and the plan of heaven that he wants to take us higher in him. That's good, and sir. And so one thing that I had to do is simply relinquish the blueprints because when I first got started understanding how to hear God, I saw it taking place in Apostle's life. I was like, man, I want to learn how to do that. Right. That's cool. But the way that he ministers is not necessarily the way that I minister. Sir. I had to relinquish the blueprints because the blueprints that I was looking at was the blueprint that's built for his life. Yeah. And so now I had to allow God to rewrite the blueprint for my life. That's and good. the way that I didn't have to do things. That's good. And it's just for everyone, just relinquish the blueprint. That's good. 
We have ideas on what we want our lives to look like. We have ideas of what we want our lives to do and what we want ourselves to be. But when we relinquish the blueprint to the master architect, he begins to show us things, his plans. That's good, sir. That's good. But if we decide to build the blueprints ourselves and, and, and try to have him come in and, and, and tell us your purposes now according to my blueprints, and that's what we do. That's good. How we put God in a box. I built the blueprints. I've already laid the foundation. Now, what I want you to do is to adjust your plan to my foundation. That's good, sir. And no, that's not the way it goes. Because what I have for you to do is going to take a different foundation than what you think that I want you to do. And so God is just simply saying, relinquish the blueprints. That's good. Mm-hmm. Relinquish your plans in your life to me and allow me to structure how I want this thing to be structured. That's good, sir. It's all about relinquishing the blueprints because what will happen is that we will literally cut ourselves short from the plan of God based on our own personal plans and our own personal blueprints. We're only going to see but a limited amount. But he sees everything and he knows what the future holds and he knows what's going to take place 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now and now he knows the, the, the foundation you talking right. Need to have right now so I can continue to build on you 20 and 30 years from now. That's it, sir. Yeah. And this is what's going on right now with us. This is why a lot of churches, are they can't minister right now. They don't know how to effectively minister because they're using old blueprints. Oh, my. Instead of allowing the Father, let me give you this new set of blueprints that I put you online that will, that will tell you how to email your, your people and, and give them your ministry notes so they can continue to grow in the season when you all can't come together. Sir? And this is what religion is. We keep holding on to old blueprints and now allowing, not allowing the master architect to restructure the blueprints. That's so good. And so now we just got to simply give the master architect the blueprint to our lives and say, do what you will. And until that time, we're going to continue to build according to old blueprints. That, that's, that's good. That, and, 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 and so, you know, to that, um, what, what comes to mind is one of my favorite scriptures in, in, in 1 Corinthians 12 when Paul starts talking about gifts. He, we, we quoted it earlier. He said, you know, there are diversities of so gifts. Good. Diversity is in operation and administration, but they all come from the same source. And that's why it's important, even as he talks about in Ephesians 4 and 11 through 13 about the fivefold ministry gifts, he goes on to say that if we operate in that vein, we come into the full measure of the statue of Christ. And and so then we become many members in one body. And so there, there, there is a grace and, and, and there, there is a, a, a power that comes along uh, to the church when we operate in our lane and not others. There is a power when we operate in God's lane and not other, because that's why he said the same source. Um, even on the day of Pentecost, it said they were all on one accord in the same place. And, and, and that one accord speaks to that, uh, again, back to 1 Corinthians 12. They understood that they all had to be postured to to, 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 to to hear from the same source yeah. Yeah. in the same place. That's all we need. We need to be on one accord with the Spirit yes. in the same place. Yeah. And then we'll see, like he told Peter, he said, I give you the kings to the kingdom. And whatsoever thou loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatsoever thou bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So key, the word key, 
something that provides access to or understanding of something else. He said, I gave you keys. I gave you something that will provide you access to or understanding that other thing, in this case being what? The kingdom. How did we define the kingdom the other week? The kingdom is the governing influence of a king over his territory or domain impacting it with his personal will. So Jesus says, I'm going to give you the ability to tap into the king's influence that will give you the ability to, 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 to reign over a territory or domain, impacting it with what? The king's will, personal, uh, uh, the king's personal will, purpose, or intent to produce the king's culture, value, morals, and lifestyle that reflects the king's desire and nature for his people. So so, 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 so Jesus says, Peter, I'm going to give you access to overcome the world like I have through my father. Amen. Good. Yes. I'll overcome your intellect. I'll teach you how to help others overcome their intellect. I'll overcome your humanity. Because it's of this world. Mm -hmm. And I'll teach you how to teach others how to overcome their humanity to embrace their divinity. So I'm going to give you the keys to that kingdom. Yes, sir. That influence. When I looked at the story of David, I taught uh, 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 where it says God had anointed David to be king. I looked up the word king. And the definition was someone whose influence has been enlarged. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so because we are all heirs to God's kingdom as kings and queens, God gives us keys to the kingdom that we represent on the earth realm to, to, to impact the earth with his will and his purpose and his intent. And you cannot do that with the wrong blueprints. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Our blueprint is the revelation that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. Yeah. And he's our model Mm -hmm. for accessing and operating in the keys to the kingdom. Yes, sir. It ain't got nothing to do with what what, what grandpappy said, what, 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 what the denomination said. But it's all about you being an ambassador. That's why Paul says, "I we, then we are ambassadors of this thing called Christianity, of Christ. Yes, yes, yes. We've been, he gave us this thing called the ministry of, the, of reconciliation to reconcile others back to what? Yes. yes. The influence of the king Yes. Over his kingdom. Why? Because we were born into sin and we have a sin nature and through this journey from humanity to divinity, we embrace our God-likeness that was promised to us from the beginning of time that we are created in his image and his likeness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so, and so, and so, one of the, 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 the things we see today as we journey from our humanity to divinity is what? It, it requires a follow. Yes. It requires commitment. It requires remaining teachable or humble. 
it requires allowing your foundation to shift as God shifts you. Okay. Imagine if Jesus, and I think this is important to note, imagine if Jesus would have gave Peter the keys at the ship. He could not give it to him until he received the revelation oh, yes. of who he was. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's it. Right? And so even in this season, the father says, I'm giving keys to those who will come into a new knowledge of who I am. And some of you have already gotten those keys and you realize that you've been called, right? You've been called to be a rock that he could build his foundation on. Because you got the revelation of who he is to you. You're calling as a prophet. You're calling as an apostle. You're calling as an evangelist. You're calling as a pastor. You're calling as a teacher. You're calling as a minister. You're calling as a deacon. You're calling as a Christian. You're called. You're called. You're called. You're called. You're called. I.e. his will and his intent for your life. Yeah. To operate in his kingdom. You've gotten keys. And so the father says on today. That even as you go forward and experience this, this, this continual walk. Because it continues to be a process. It's, all, it's a continued process. That, that's why we have this thing called repentance. Because it's a continued process that, that as you continue on this journey, that you'll continue to make full proof of your ministry. Full proof of your walk with God. Ministry just means to serve. To serve. I don't care if you call to an office or you're just, you're just a lay person in the church. Connect with an active level of service. Don't just show up on Sundays. But adhere to your discipleship as we talk today. Get closer with the ministry of Jesus Christ through people in your church, through the ministries in your church. The act of, the act of serving. Allow God to make your foundation strong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Allow him to make your foundation strong. Make sure you're positioned in places that have the ability to strengthen your foundation. Yes, sir. And remember, foundations are meant to be built on. Outside of that, you're just a slab of concrete, of rock, taking up space on a piece of land. Mm -hmm. We done for the day. Aka shitia. Anamashete. Shitide boshkata naya hanash. Father, I thank you. Yes, sir. I thank you, Father God, for this journey from humanity to divinity. I thank you, Father God, that you've called each of us to walk this thing out. I thank you, Father God, and I decree and declare today that intellects will come into alignment with your will and your purpose, and that they'll be wrapped around this hedge of protection that, 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 that is founded in Galatians 5 and 22, verse 23, with the character 
of Christ. Father, I thank you that we'll understand that our keys were given to give us access to your kingdom reigning over us. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that that today, that 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 even as it was with Peter's walk, that he said it, it re, it's better to obey God rather than man, that someone will find the strength to walk closer with God and not be bound by the affirmation of men and not be bound by the expectation of men and not be bound by the expectation even of family, Father God. Even Jesus told the disciple when he wanted to bury his father, he said, let the dead thing bury itself. Yes. So, Father, I thank you that we've come into a new knowing and a new knowledge, Father God, of, of our walk with you and, and a sacrificing and a humbling and a remaining teachable, Father God, and an embracing of the times and the seasons. I pray and, and decree that the blessings, the favor, the anointing called Issachar would fall upon your people today, that they would know the times and the seasons, that they would know when to plant and when to pluck up, that they would know when to shift and when to stay. They'd have the wisdom and revelation merged together to know what's good and what should we throw away. What works and what doesn't. Father, I pray that they walk even as Paul said, as fools for Christ's sake, that, that they would understand it's it's okay. It's okay looking foolish for you because even when under when people can't perceive it in their intellect, you say the foolish things confound the wise. And so, Father, I thank you that we could even be in an oxymoronic state, that we could be foolish and wise at the same time when we follow you. Father, I thank you that today someone will deny their flesh and pick up their cross and follow you. I thank you that someone, Father God, would just encourage Father God to align their thought patterns with you. I thank you, Father God, that today someone will embrace Peter's mantle, Peter's mantle, Father God, and, and, and be a, a vessel in the earth realm that operates from the revelation that you are the son of the living God, that they too might become a foundation that you could build your church on. Not a building, a people. That when people see them, they come into contact with you. That when people see them, they're converted. That when people see them, they're discipled. That when people see them, they're matured. Yes. Father, I thank you for these two vessels that stood on the battlefield with me today. Rejuvenating them what they poured out today. Father God, I speak blessings over Prophet Akisha and Paul that they might continue to flourish into the butterfly that you've called them to be. Father God, I thank you. That they have keys and access to your kingdom. I thank you, Father God, that you called them a a foundation and you're building your church through them. Father, I thank you. 
Father, I thank you that what they say, what they speak, what they demonstrate, you give them the ability to bind and loose things on earth and that they'll be loosed and bound in heaven. Father, I thank you that their mouths are that of the prophet Elijah, that they'll call down fire from heaven to reveal your glory to your people. Father, I pray, Father God, even now, Father God, that even as even as this body of believers, as we, as we leave this place, Father God, that they'll experience, Father God, keys and manifestations of revelation throughout the week that they'll experience you in a new way. Father, I pray that there's a humility that is released today, that they'll be humble enough to let those things that you want to tear down, that they'll let them go so that you could rebuild them as the potter, pottering and, and, and molding the clay. Father, I thank you that pride is defeated today, that we'll not be so prideful as to hang on to certain systems in, in ways we've been indoctrinated when, you, when, when you're clearly giving a new and a fresh wind of revelation. Father, I thank you that we're humble enough to allow you to shift and shake and even as prophet Akisha spoke, demolish our foundation to build new ones because even in the earth realm we see some foundations are so far gone off the hidden path, i.e. Ichabod, that we have to tear the whole house down. Mm-hmm. to build a new one. So, Father, I thank you and I decree humility. I decree love, that they experience love. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Amen. If you'd like to sow into this word today, we, we thank you for tuning in. Um, you can do so. It's pinned at the top. It, it, it's paypal.me uh, backslash EKF church. And, and on Cash App, it is dollar sign EKF Church. Um, also, if you'd like to uh, uh, become a member of EKF Church or an e-member, you can go to EmmanuelKingdomFellowship.com and click on the Join EKF tab. And, and you can be a part of our, our e-church or even if, you, if you're local, you can... Uh, uh, be a part of our local assembly, um, uh, uh, and also uh, uh, if you're if you're a fivefold ministry gift, and and you're looking for a covering, and and, and you'd like to be equipped in your calling, uh, 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 contact us through Emmanuel Kingdom Fellowship page, um, uh, 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 and we'll even post a link uh, to the network page, um, and, and 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 we speak blessings and favor upon you. Um, Prophet Akisha has something else. I need I need to release this because I was like because I was actually supposed to release it last week, um, but I need to release this. There there are some that will be tuned that are tuning in now that will be tuning in. Um, the Spirit of Truth speaks that there's a, this is a time of transition uh, for some of you that you need to physically transition from one place to another place, and only you know what that means. But the Father is giving you opportunity to obey Him in this hour to move from a place of foundational foundations to a place of building because there are some of you that are are cemented in a found in foundation and the fathers come in at like a jackhammer and kind of you know done, done demolition 
around the places where your feet have sunk into the cement to release you from it. And you need to hear God's voice and move. Because you've been stuck. And the Father has come and he has broke up that ground around your feet with his word, the word of truth. Thank you, Jesus. The Father says now it's time to move. Physically move. And stop waiting for the approval to move. And move. Because your next level of glory, your next level of power, your next level of influence is contingent upon your obedience. Yes, there's going to be backlash. Yes, you are going to under, go under some attacks. But God's going to use that to build your character. And to kill some stuff in your spirit. So he can use you at the level he wants to use you. Some of you are preparing to go through a demolition process. God is pulling the wrecking ball up to your house. Some of you have endured false teaching and knew it. But you stayed because it was tradition. The spirit of truth says move. Time to go. Because when some of these churches, when the doors open back up physically, if they open, have had Ichabod written on them for so long. And the Ichabod church is going to fall quick if there's no repentance. There are people that will listen and are listening now that have seen this. You see it. You're not tripping. You saw it. You saw what you saw. The father has taken a jackhammer around the place where you have sunk it in. Where you have been submitted in this foundation. What I'm seeing is you standing on a slab of a house in cemented foundation. And the Spirit of God has come in like a jackhammer and has completely loosened that foundation. It's time to go. It's time to go. Because God is silencing the voices. Because I hear some of you praying, God, just let me hear you clearly. Too much chatter. God is silencing the voices. And the spirit is saying, move. Time to go. Because for some of you, this is a life or death move. Mm. If Jesus did not obey the father, even unto the cross, what would have happened? Mm-hmm. For some of you, this is a life or death move. And you have to obey God. Because Ichabod is nothing to play with. It's nothing to play with. God does not care about the fact that your family built the church and was a pillar of the church. You don't want to be where his spirit is not. Because trust me, if his spirit ain't operative, there is a spirit in operation. That's good. There's a spirit in operation. So, Father, I pray for the spirit of discernment. Mm. 
to fall on your people. Yes, Lord. Not just God, the ability to, to, to discern the times and the seasons, but to discern good from evil. To discern your voice from our voice and the enemy's voice. Father, I pray for such a keen and fine-tuned ear for your people in this hour. That God, as they hear your voice, they will obey immediately. I hear Spirit saying obedience is exact and immediate. So as the Lord speaks to you, obey him exactly and immediately. So if God says two days, it's two days. If God says it's two hours, it's two hours. Exact and immediately. Father, I thank you, God, for spirit, the spirit of obedience coming upon your people, the spirit of discernment falling on your people. God, that we are able to obey without hesitation and hear, God, what you are saying and discern your spirit. Father, we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Prophet Allen, you good? I literally saw asphalt being poured. And it's actually saying like when they lay like a new street down, how how there's no track marks on it. It's just brand new. But I saw it wasn't level. It was actually going up, 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 up. And I heard the Lord say concerning Peter, it was his word. And it was his voice that created a new path for Peter to get into his next level in life and to get into his new season. And some of y'all, just like sister was saying, I'm hearing the Lord saying, yeah, he, he to what she's saying. Take heed to what you're saying, because the Lord is pouring out some new asphalt, and His Word is trying to get you to a new place and a new season in life. And so you must take what God is giving you. I, I'm literally saying it, it, it's black asphalt. It looks like it has like uh, like metal bars, little flat pieces that's going through it, and I see like brand new wooden railways to help you to walk and to go up this new asphalt. And the Lord is saying that this is my voice. This is my word that's going to take you to your next season in life. It's brand new asphalt. Some of you haven't received word like this before. God is saying, I'm laying new asphalt down for you to walk you and to take you into your new season of life. So take heed to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and walk on this new asphalt. Continue in the word of God. Continue in the word of God and get yourself to the place where he's showing you where you can have a continuum of the word of God. And allow yourself to walk into this new level that God has prepared for you through his word and through his voice. Says the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.